It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, I'm glad it's over. Welcome in. We are live here on this Thursday. Appreciate you guys joining me and starting your day with A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, you can follow me at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Big show for you guys today. Lots to get to. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Blue Nile. Com. I do want to start with the Atlanta Braves and wrap up what was a huge series with the New York Mets. And I, I kind of say that in tongue-in-cheek and jest just because um, it was a big series. And we talked about how it was going to feel like a playoff series. And we discussed how it was going to look like something that, you know, resembled what these two teams would do in October. And it would have that sort of feeling. And it was three sellout games at Truist Park. And it was a great, you know, series all around. Uh, from a baseball standpoint, wasn't so great because the Braves lost two out of three. But let's look at some minor takeaways from this whole thing. Uh, one, that you found out who your high leverage guys were. And I think we already knew this, right? Like we already knew that with a game on the line, going to Darren O'Day is not the best move that Brian Snitker is going to make. You saw that in game one. O'Day gives up a homer when the Braves are trailing by one. And all of a sudden, the game gets out of hand. And that's that flip side in game two of the series strider struggling in the fifth inning, didn't even get through five. And what does Brian Snitker to do? He goes to Tyler Matzik to get out of the fifth, get all the way through the sixth in a game. They were trailing one, nothing, and they get rewarded with a two run bomb from Matt Olson. Uh, and they go on to win that game. Colin McHugh throws two and AJ Minter finishes it up for the save. So, you know, you, you look at those two games and the way they played out, were sort of a microcosm for how things would play out in the postseason. Push the right button with the relievers, get the right result. Push the wrong button with the relievers, get the wrong result. And that's just sort of the reality of the situation, not only for the Braves. They're not they're not like alone in that, that position. That's for every playoff manager. If you're playing in a, in a five- or seven-game series, you got to push the right buttons at the right time, and your players got to come through for you. Uh, and, and for somebody who has been critical of Brian Sitiker's bullpen management over the years, I did not like the fact that he went to O'Day in that spot. Yeah, some of that has to do with who pitched in the series before. That's the big difference about the regular season and the postseason. That's the big difference between game 7, 88, 87, 88, 89, <laughs> uh, and games 2, 3, and 4 of a playoff series. You go back to your horses repeatedly because we're not worried about a day off. You just you guys just pitch, and if they come through, they come through, and if they do the right thing, they do the right thing, and if it, if it works out for you, great. If it doesn't, you got to quickly adjust and find another solution. So I think that's one takeaway about the the bullpen and um, what we know about the bullpen and how consistent and good that they can be. So from that standpoint, you know, I think we learned that. I, I was a little bit unnerved or nerved a little bit by the hitting. Uh, they did not score a ton of runs in this series. They did not score a single run before the sixth inning in this series. 
And uh, in that sense, they were lucky to escape with a win. Like, if you talk to Met fans, they'll tell you, outside of one bad pitch to Matt Olson, we should have swept this series. Might be an argument for that. Like, in reality, there might be an argument for that. Um, So I I understand what Met fans would say when they say that. And I I think the reality of it is when you lean on the adage that good hitting is going to – good pitching, rather, is going to beat good hitting (sighs) – Going up against Scherzer and the likes of that multiple times in playoff series, you got to be able to hit the ball. And that could bring us to the concern of, of you know, Ronald Acuna. And, and, and I want to get into that a little bit more from an offensive standpoint here. But first, a word from our friends at BlueNile.com. You know, at Blue Nile, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, piece all at prices that you won't find at a traditional jeweler. So look, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her and the modern convenience of shopping online at BlueNile.com. They have simple online tools. They let you choose your diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as setting style. And then Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft the perfect engagement ring. Each one's one of a kind. They can do the same sort of handcrafting with that perfect one-of-a-kind, life-special moment jewelry piece. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured and ships free and arrives in discreet packaging. So nobody will know what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, uh, back to Ronald Acuna because he has been struggling by Ronald Acuna standards. And and I'm not sure what makes that, you know, uh, how you frame that the right way, right? Like Ronald Acuna standards for struggling might be above average for other players. And that's fine, but there is a point in time where you've got to look at the power numbers for Acuna. You've got to look at the slugging percentage um, and you have to figure out you know, whether this is a protracted slump or this is a bad year or something is not right from a health standpoint. I mean, you won without Ronald Acuna last year, but you were getting plus performances from guys that you didn't expect. And as well, you still have Freddie Freeman in the lineup. You don't have the luxury of that. Now, I know Olsen. Olsen looks like he's had his coming out party because, again, he had another home run yesterday. Um, and it'd be great. The unfortunate part now with, with Olsen seemingly getting hot is that uh, the all-star break is coming in four days. So, you know, get hot all you want, but you're going to get a, a, a nearly a week break here uh, in, in four days. But that said, you know, I am not suggesting that Acuna be benched. I'm not suggesting necessarily that he be taken out of his top spot in the lineup. Obviously, they're going to wait till after the all-star break. They're going to ride this out the way it is. But if it doesn't turn around very quickly at the beginning of the all-star break, um, you may have to consider, especially where you are in the standings. Now, the whole series with the Mets kind of was a wash, right? Nobody got swept. And so as long as that didn't happen, at the end of the day, it was going to be like, okay, you lost a game, you gained a game, whatever it was. I mean, that was that was pretty much it. As long as nobody got swept, nobody really had the true upper hand. So um, with that being the case, depending on where they are, right now two and a half, depending on where they are, you know, two weeks after the All-Star break and what it looks like and if they're slipping or if they're they're gaining traction – will really help be able to figure out what you can do with a decision if you've still got a struggling star. Because at some point in time, you're going to have to give him more than one day off 
a week if he's not producing and he's hurting the team more than he's helping them. So I think that's something, you know, just to take note of and see where it goes. All right, we come back. Uh, some very interesting comments from one of the most respected coaches on the Braves staff about one of the biggest stars on the Braves staff. We'll get to that next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Be right back. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. This segment of our show brought to you by our friends at Dave, the banking app. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment, but I wanted to remind you to follow all the shows here on the Locked On Sports Atlanta Network, A to Z, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and Tanitra Batiste, our Braves postcast after every Braves games, and of course, Locked On Falcons and Locked On Hawks all right here. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On ATL. I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. All right. Um, a very interesting column in The Athletic. Um, and let me just get who wrote it real quick because I always love to give credit. Dave O'Brien wrote this. Duh. Of all people, we should know that it was Dave O'Brien, beat writer for uh, the Atlanta Braves. And he wrote about how Robinson Cano being here can make a difference. And Ron Washington and Robinson Cano have really took to each other Um in in the beginning of this this relationship that's here uh and i think that's great um and cano you know is is a still a very professional hitter uh despite what he did in seattle and despite what he did in san diego and getting demoted you know he's still a guy who could put bat to ball and i think that's part of the reason why the braves got him um between orlando arcia and phil gosselin just hasn't been cutting the mustard offensively at second base so uh and acuna is a above average defender but at his age of 39, you know, it was uh, uh, it, it was very much a it's a declining skill set. Right. But Robinson Cano is now here and immediately Ron Washington and Cano took to one another. Now, what was interesting were some of the comments that were said directly from Ron Washington uh, to Dave O'Brien about certain things that Robinson Cano brings um, to the locker room. He says, quote, not only what Cano might give us in the field, but what he gives us watching the game, the questions people ask, and the things that he sees and points out, those are valuable. All that's valuable. we got a bunch of babies here. They're winning babies because they've been together, they've been successful, but they're still babies. Some of them are just reaching five years. Some of them got three. But now to have him in the fold, it was like when lefty Cole Hamels was here. We gave him 18 million to pitch one game for us, but the difference he made with Max Freed taught him how to think, how to prepare. And you know what? You know what I'm saying? That's the value they bring more than their talent might bring on the field. Those all sound very complimentary. And when he says we got a bunch of babies there, I think he's generally talking about a very young roster. Now, there is a difference in what you're going to hear next, in my opinion, based off of what Ron Washington said. Uh, and I want you to listen carefully and see if you hear the same thing. Quote, we know they know how to play, but that wisdom and knowledge, man, you can't buy that. And that's what Hamels did. And this guy is going to, and Cano that is, this guy is going to rub off on Ronald pretty soon because sometimes Ronald still acts like a baby, but he's going to help him grow up. That's what he brings, man. That's what he brings. I'm happy he's here. Close quote. Now, I read that. I read that, and I read that there's a difference between saying we got a bunch of babies here as young kids and Ron Washington saying Ronald Acuna still acts like a baby. Um, I think 
if Ron Washington meant he still acts like a young, immature kid, um, or he acts like a, a youthful baseball player, you know, when it comes to Acuna, who's already been saddled with a lot of the weird sort of things that that we've seen about his attitude and his want to and his, you know, desire to run out balls and lollygagging and everything else, I think that when you hear Ron Washington say he still acts like a baby, it certainly brings out a different connotation. And there is a piece to that I think that's super important. I'll get to that in a second. But first, a word from our friends at Dave. <coughs> Excuse me. Level with me here, folks, as I'm coughing up <coughs> everything in front of me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when things get a little tight on cash. You know, maybe you couldn't afford to put a few extra gallons of gas in your tank or, you know, save uh, the wedding date that you've been looking for or wondering how you're going to afford a gift. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. You know, your car breaks down, whatever it may be. Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need today with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch with some and need some extra cash, download Dave and think of the helping hand it could give you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash. Sign up for an extra cash account, and you'll get up to $500 instantly. <coughs> Excuse me. Terms and conditions for dave.com slash legal and instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Back to the baby that is Robins, uh, the Ronald Acuna and Robinson Cano. I don't know. I took those comments from Ron Washington a little bit different, especially, again, because of what we've seen and heard from Ronald Acuna in the past and the stuff that he's had to deal with. I don't take that stuff lightly. I, I think that there is something there by Ronald Washington acknowledging Ron, Ron Washington acknowledging that Ronald Acuña still has some maturing to do and it's not necessarily a baseball thing. I mean, think about where Robinson Cano cut his teeth. And Dave O'Brien even alludes to this a little bit. Think about where Robinson Cano cut his teeth in Major League Baseball with the Yankees playing next to Derek Jeter. That's a different level of professionalism than it is in any other clubhouse in Major League Baseball. You know, um, it's one of those things where uh, being a Yankee is different. And Robinson Cano understands that. And that that edge and that professionalism, I think, is what he's talking about that he can bring to Ronald Acuna. Other big part of this, <coughs> excuse me, is that Ronald Acuna speaks Spanish. Freddie Freeman never spoke Spanish. He didn't speak Spanish. And so... There is a certain amount, as my dog itches like crazy over here, there is a certain amount of, you know, professionalism and understanding when you're trying to communicate and you don't speak that same language that bothers some younger players. It's just easier to speak Spanish. It's easier to get through the lingo and the dialect and everything else. I don't think anybody would deny that that's a real thing. Naturally, Latin players are going to gravitate towards other Latin players. It's, it's, it's not anything other than a factual statement. So I think that other part with Cano helps with Ronald Acuna. And maybe he can teach him some things. Maybe he can get him to another level. Ronald Acuna is the star of this franchise and the face of it. 
I mean, look, he was the leading vote getter in the NL for the for for the All Star game. Go ask 100 baseball fans. Name an Atlanta Brave. They all say Ronald Acuna first. There is a lot of responsibility that comes with being that star, and Ronald Acuna can teach. Sorry, Robinson Cano rather can teach Ronald Acuna how to do all that. And I think that that is something that maybe Acuna needs to learn as he goes along. And that's what Ron Washington was hinting at. All right, coming up next, there are only 15 teams that can win the national title this year. And a formula backs that up. We'll discuss it next right here on ADC on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment of the show brought to you by our good friends at Coffee AM. All right, uh, I want to dive right into this because I think this is fascinating. Um, apparently, there are only 15 teams that can win a national championship this year. Now, that may not be something that is shocking to you, um, and necessarily who the 15 teams are doesn't really matter. But what backs this up is a statistical fact um, that – there are only 15 teams that can actually win a national title. Um, and it's called the blue chip ratio. And I don't know how, how many of you are familiar with this, but I thought this was fantastic. And I, Bud Elliott of 24-7 Sports uh, wrote this, and it's just, it, to me, it's an incredible. Um, and basically what the blue chip ratio is, okay, it, say, it states that college football teams need to sign more four- and five-star recruits, a.k.a. blue chips, than two- and three-star players over the previous four recruiting classes. Um, and, and they, they say that's basically true as far back as the modern internet recruiting ra ratings have existed. Now doing this doesn't guarantee a national title, but a team not meeting it is almost certainly guaranteed not to win at all. Right. Um, when you look at recruiting rankings and, and while they're not perfect, they are, they are pretty good. Um, you, you look, for example, at a team like Cincinnati last year who made the college football playoff. They did not meet the requirement for the blue chip rankings to win the national title, which is why they got destroyed and overmatched by Alabama. Now, what did the blue chip rankings, what are they made up of? Well, a couple of things, okay? High school, JUCO uh, scholarship signees count. Walk-ons are not signees, so they don't count, and neither do portal transfers, okay? So because they go under different rules. So that's really what they're looking at. Just for some background, okay, um, look at the, the previous national championship winners. In 2021, Georgia had an 80% blue chip ranking and won it all, beating the number one blue chip ranking team in Alabama. Three of the four playoff teams were BC were blue chip BCR, blue chip rating, uh, blue chip ranking teams. And Cincinnati was the first crasher since 2017. Alabama had an 83% BCR in 2020. All four playoff teams were BCR schools. 2019, LSU had a 64% BCR. All four teams were BCR schools. Clemson in 2018, 61% mark. Again, all four schools meet the criteria. Alabama in won it in 2017 with an 80% mark. Clemson took it home in 2016, 52% blue chips. Um, in, in, in 2015, Alabama had a 77% mark. Ohio State the previous year, 68. Florida State, Florida State in 2013, 53. 2012, Alabama, 71%, just as they were in 2011. Okay, so you get there. Now, let me give you the blue chip schools here. Uh, and I will start with the highest and go to the lowest. At 89%, Alabama, 80%, Ohio State, 77%, Georgia, 71%, OU, 70%, Texas A&M. Mm, very interesting. Texas at 68%, LSU at 66%, Clemson at 63%, Notre Dame 62%, Florida 
at 60%, 10th highest. Oregon at 60%, Michigan 59%, Penn State 55%, Miami 55%, and Auburn 54%. So those are your top 15 schools in the blue chip ratio, uh, blue chip rankings that have signed up more four and five star recruits than three and two star recruits. I think this is interesting from two standpoints. Um, one, if I would have told you the, only these 15 teams could win it based off of arbitrary measures this year, you would be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Okay. Those are, those are the schools that I would think. Um, but I would also tell you that this is sort of significant um, because of the chances to make the college football playoff. When you look at it and break it down by current conference, two ACC teams there, Clemson and Miami. That's it. Notre Dame is an independent is there. Uh, you only have one Pac-12 team out there in Oregon. Um, and you have a whole bunch of SEC teams. Um, you have two current Big 12 teams in uh, in Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, and then you have one Big 10 team or two Big 10 teams in Penn State and uh, in Ohio State. I would tell you, from a gambling standpoint, when I look at the futures market, uh, that's I would use this as a decent barometer. But that said, again, um, when you look at all four teams in the college football playoff having a high blue chip ratio, well, that's because on this list of the 15 teams there, what is it, six, seven of them are, uh, are SEC teams? So, yeah, that, ma that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think this also speaks to one other thing that is sort of an anti-college football expand, playoff expansion rule. I'll tell you that in a second. First, a word from my friends at Coffee AM. Coffee AM, an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster, and they have some of the best, most delicious-tasting coffees in the world. Uh, I tell you guys, when this package arrived at my front door and I opened it, the smell, it just hit me in the face, and it was awesome. It's the freshest coffee you can get. Most of the coffees are roasted and shipped the same day or close to it. And they only roast current crop specialty grade coffee. Huge selection from around the world. I had a coffee from Kenya. Tried the coffee from Sumatra. It's all organic, fair trade, direct trade, and expertly crafted blends. Espressos, flavored coffees, gourmet teas, and a whole lot more. And remember, they're roasted right here locally in your backyard in Georgia. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today and take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout and get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America, right here in Georgia. Um, <clears throat> let me ask you a question. I mentioned this a moment ago about the idea of winning a national title and college football playoff expansion. Uh, what's the reason to put in a non-Power 5 school when they literally have no match for their opponent from a talent standpoint? As you said, Cincinnati got rolled by Alabama. They just cannot compete. There is a talent discrepancy or talent gap that certain schools just can't make up. So if you're going to expand to the college football playoff, you're only expanding it so you could put more power five teams in that meet this criteria, not expanding it because you think UCF or Cincinnati or Houston or BYU or anybody else in reality could compete for a national title. Because as this blue chip ratio says, this doesn't guarantee you're going to win the national title, but if you're not in these top 15, you're basically eliminated from winning a national title at this point. <clears throat> Just is what it is. 
even if you're fortunate enough to get to the college football playoff, guess what? You get beat. You get beat bad. Because the talent gap is so huge. Because Cincinnati, there's not a single left tackle at Cincinnati who had to block a defensive player like anybody on the Alabama defensive line. And vice versa. Anybody on the Cincinnati defensive defensive line never went up against an Evan Neal. Period. They're just night and day. So uh, I thought this stuff was really, really interested. And kudos again um, to, uh, let me get the author one. I forget it to Bud Elliott uh, for putting this together. I thought this was really, really good stuff. And I think that it speaks volumes to, uh, you know, which schools actually can win the national title and uh, go to your proper futures market based off of this list. That'll do it for us today. Back tomorrow, wrap things up on a Friday. Appreciate you guys joining me here on A to Z. You guys have a wonderful day. Don't take any crap from anybody. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.